Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing that we try to promise is that our conversation will be less than fascinating so that you can just drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep as well as follow us at Listen and Sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano, and joining me on this episode is Paul Aflalo. Did I get that right? I was going to make fun of you and everything, but don't Oh, you... please, please. I'm no, you welcome. don't, because you got it right. Okay. Thank you. You know, I looked... You know, it's it's interesting to look at your last name and then to say it, because it's like, oh, am I going to get it right? Because immediately I want to go into pronouncing, it, pronounce, pronouncing your name with an Italian flair because of the vowels that are in it, right? I had a French teacher who used to do that in high school and wanted me to be Italian. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. But it, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't look Italian. It looks more Portuguese. That's why I asked you if you're yeah. Portuguese. You're also missing an L in your spelling. Oh, is there two L's? Yeah. Aflalo. Aflalo. There yeah. you go. See, I did. So if, they, if people want to fo- follow you, yeah. it would be at Paul Aflalo. Yeah, that's right. So. Aflalo spelled A-F-L-A. L O. There you go. There you All go. One word there on the Twitter. I'm not active on Twitter. I am when I feel like tweeting. Fair enough. Well, yeah. I want to talk to you about podcasting. Okay. Because you are a producer. Yes. A podcaster. Yes. Uh, you have a podcasting network, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. What exactly is a podcasting network for our yeah. listeners who don't know what a podcasting yeah. network? Um, if you don't know what a podcasting network is, I want to make fun of you for it a little bit, but I won't. It's just a place where we produce a bunch of different podcasts okay. under one name. So No More Radio produces a bunch of different podcasts. So No More Radio is your podcast network's name? Yes. That be, and people yeah. can follow you at No More Radio yeah. if they want to know more about your podcasting network. Yes. Oh, look at this. Oh, look the at that. The pennies are dropping. Paul. I know. The pennies are dropping. They can also go to nomoradio.com. I was really surprised that wasn't taken when I when we started the network. Isn't that awesome when you find <laughs> what... Because what's funny is the insomnia mm-hmm. project dot com was taken <laughs> as was insomnia dot com was taken mm-hmm. no nope, that's not right this is the insomnia <laughs> this show is, nitty's in the background i am enjoying this tremendous nitty reminds me a few years ago i did these visuals for joey elias who's a stand-up comedian in montreal and I, he was doing this one-man show and he was like we want visuals in the background i'm like what and he's like you know in indiana jones the airplane and all that i'm like sure i can make all those things happen and he's like, okay, so we're going to have you on headset with the director who's going to guide you as pull you through the show. And I'm sure. like, okay, let's do that. And Joey got on stage. And Joey is one of those stand-up comedians who he doesn't, how I, he doesn't follow rules. He just interacts with the audience, mostly. Right. So he'll be like going on script, and then all of a sudden, he went somewhere else. Right. 
And that would drive like my director Sarit crazy. I'd have her in the head, so she goes, oh, I don't know where he is. No, it's not even in the script, not even in the notes. We printed out the notes, they're on the stage for him, but there's nope, he's not doing anything. Nitty reminds me currently of that director Sarit. Amazing. She's like, Oh, Marco, what are you doing? It happens all the time. Does Mid sentence, sometimes I'll just see her and I, yeah. I know I'm saying the wrong thing. Sometimes I'll convince her yeah. about things that are incorrect. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, and does I, it work? Nitty, does oh, it totally work? Sure. I need a nod. Yes or no? Do you want to? No. She says no. So what got you into podcasting? Um, an accident. Okay. <laughs> I started off doing a radio show called Water Cooler Talk in 2007. I'm old. Yes. Um, so what got you into podcasting? Well, it was that radio show. So I did this radio show in 2007 at Concordia University's uh, radio station, CGLO. Okay. And how it started was... The program director of the station was a good friend of mine, my friend Katie. And she was like, we need new shows. And I was like, I'll do a show. And she's like, well, will you do a show about? I'm like, I don't know. We'll talk show. She's like, what are you going to talk about? And I'm like, stuff. What's it going to be called? I'm like, I don't know. Are you going to play music? Yeah. What kind of music? I'm like, you tell me. So I met with her and she's like, okay, you can have a show. And then the one of the other the one a person who became the program director Brian uh, showed me how did everything worked. Okay. And he came up with the name Water Cooler Talk. I'm like, all right, that's what it'll be called. And then I was doing that show for about two years. I started the new trend at CJLO called uh, mornings. <laughs> <laughs> we woke up. I would wait. I, I was teaching high school at the time. Okay. So I had to be. It was Wednesday mornings, and my Wednesday morning classes that I was teaching only started usually around 10 o'clock. So I, or sometimes 10, sometimes 9, 9.30. So I would have to be at school usually by about 9.15 at the latest. Now, lucky for me, the school I was teaching at was right across the street. Okay. So I started a trend doing a show at 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh. Yeah, they were shocked by this. Sure. <laughs> they did not. I was like, so when are you going to do the show? I'm like, well, I'm teaching now, so I can't take, like, I can't do an afternoon show anymore. So how about I do a show on Wednesday mornings at 8 a.m.? And their faces were like, what? Do you, what? We don't, that's not a thing. And I started a trend. They started, once I started doing it, other people started doing oh, it. Oh, amazing. Uh, and then that show died. I killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, it was not it was such a random, we were talking about nonsense. We talk about highway construction. I remember one episode where I brought in a friend of mine who was living in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And we were like, we're driving to the station. And he's like, what are we talking about? Like, I don't know. And we both like mundane things like um, construction and like how they're going to redesign highways. Right. Who likes that? Me and my friend Noah. It sounds like a perfect episode for Insomnia Project. <laughs> there you go. Um, so they were talking about how they're going to redo a highway in central Montreal called the Turcotic Interchange. And I was like, this is the new design. And we talked about it for 20 minutes, and then it was really boring. <laughs> it was bad. So we didn't, I was just like, we'd talk about things like that, but then we'd talk about things that I really enjoyed, like arts and theater and sure. movies and music and all that. So then the program director at that time now was Brian, who trained me. He was like, how about we do a show on fringe arts? And I'm like, can I call it farts? And he said, like, no. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I so think then, that's a great name. Nobody uh, would forget it, right? No one would forget it. What's your show called? Farts. Oh, it's oh. all about fringe arts. It's like one of those like things that would be like cute for like a half hour. Sure. And then afterwards is like, that's right. not funny anymore. Fair. Um, so then uh, a good friend of mine who lives in Toronto, his name is Asaf Gurchak. He's a stand-up comedian. Him and I, didn't we weren't really close friends then. We just sort of knew each other from a show that I would produce. 
um, him and I, he was he he came on on the first episode of this fringe arts show that had no name yet um, to promote a talk show that he was doing at a bar in Montreal, Amazing. a weekly like, like once every two months or once every two weeks or something like that, twice a month, and he. He, he was supposed to stay for like 20 minutes, but he stayed for the full two hours oh, of the wow. show. And then he's like, you know, coming out here all the way at the Loyola campus uh, at Concordia University is like coming all the, so coming to the edge of the city. And I'm like, ah, that's what we should call the show. So the show became Edge of the City. Oh, cool. And then Edge of the City went on to win a couple of awards in Montreal. Amazing. Yeah, we were voted Best Talk Show. Oh, fourth best talk. This what was it? I used to drive my friends crazy. This I was one the first year of the show, uh, in the last year of the Montreal Mirror, which is a weekly paper. Uh, we were voted fourth best radio show in the city, and I was voted fourth best radio host. Oh, so amazing! Double fours. Uh, and then, yeah, the mirror doesn't exist. That was the year the mirror went defunct and disappeared. And maybe, then, they, maybe they went defunct because they rated you four. Yeah, that's right. They rated four instead of over one. Then we, we bashed them. Then we didn't do that. Then we won an award later that year for best talk show uh, on the station, which was great. Uh, and yeah, it just sort of grew from there. We sort of, and then we started podcasting the show a year into it. And that's where podcasts started. I was like, oh, this is fun. I get to take the crap that we do on the radio and turn it into something decent. Right. Because we'd edit them like crazy. And that's what brought you. Then that's eventually Edge of the City. We created No More Radio, which is like, let's create a podcast network. We don't know what we're doing. Sure. <laughs> we didn't. There's so many other amazing podcast, now- right. podcast networks out there. But it's still kicking. It's like a fun side project for now. I'm working on a couple of other new sort of formulated proper ideas that I'm turning into podcasts now. So, so we'll look out for that. Yeah. Tell me about... I shouldn't you know, crap on my own network, but like you should go check it out. There's some fun stuff. Oh, there. I'm gonna definitely check it out. Yeah. I, I definitely want to see uh, learn more about your uh, confabulation oh, podcast. Confabulation. Tell me about that. Confabulation is a all true storytelling show that started in Montreal six and a half years ago. Um, what a great concept, first of all. Not mine. I can't so, coin that. So it was a live show. It, it still is a live okay. show. Uh, it started six and a half years ago in Montreal by a very good friend of mine, Matt Goldberg. He's an improviser and sketch comedian. Uh, he was the guy I just texted me before. Um, he is part of the sketch comedy group Uncalled For. Oh, I know Uncalled For. So there I you go. So Uncalled For, they're going to be coming to Toronto for people listening in Toronto, uh, doing their show Play Day, May Day. Um, uh, so yeah, the, him and I became friends. I, I've known Uncalled For for many years, more than mm-hmm. 10 years now. And I've been friends with all of them, sort of casually on and off. They're my casual buds. And I used to celebrate, they used to every year on my birthday, whenever the weekend of my birthday, they used to do an improv show. So I just like start at my place with like a potluck, get pretty drunk, and then go see Uncalled For. Um, then <laughs> Asaf and I, when we were doing Edge of the City, were like, Have you heard about Kim? Asked me, Go Confabulation. He goes, Yeah. Matt Goldberg's storytelling show. I'm like, we should get the stories and play them on Edge of the City, make like a confabulation segment on the right. show. So Asaf and I sat down, I would say no joke, for about four hours straight, 
writing a Facebook message to Matt. Him from his account, mine from mine, but in a group message. And it was like, good cop, bad cop type of thing. Amazing. But it was like, horrendous. He was writing horrible things. But it was like this. And Matt wasn't looking at it in real time. He saw the entire thread of us being idiots, essentially, right. for four hours. Um, and then Matt was like, I think at some point... I promised him sandwiches every week if he did the show. I had something absurd. I don't think I've ever given him a sandwich. Uh, and then he said yes. So then finally Matt and I sat down and I took the entire archive that existed up to that point. So it was a year and a half of shows. And I said the part of the deal was I would come and help out Confabulation. Right. And record the shows properly for them. And then we'd play them once a week. And we'd pick a story and play it once a week. And Matt would just come in once. We'd sit down together, record 20 intros in one right. shot. Um, and then we'd have it and he would have to show up every week but then Matt just started showing up every week amazing and then he became a co-host of Edge of the City and then him and I became very good friends and then I started helping more in producing and confabulation and then when I moved here to Toronto uh, I told them when I, when I told them when I was planning on moving that it was happening and he was kind of sort of distraught he didn't know what he was going to do about some stuff for confabulation in Montreal and I'm like don't worry it's okay because I'll still work on confabulation but we'll start it in Toronto so it's been almost a year. It'll be a year in March. We'll be doing confabulation here. We do it at the Burdock in Toronto every the first Wednesday of every month. Amazing. And it's all stories built around a theme. So we get usually about five to seven storytellers. And I open I host the show here and I open with a story and then I introduce everybody and they each tell their own stories, usually about seven to maximum ten minutes long. And who are these storytellers? Anybody. Anyone, we encourage anyone who wants to get up on stage to tell a story. So we do book everyone in advance. So okay. if they do have to get in touch with us. They can sure. go to the website, confabulation.ca. And then they can just choose which city they're in. Because we we're in three cities now. We just launched Montreal, in, Toronto. Uh, and then we launched uh, just in October in uh, Victoria, British Columbia. Oh, great art scene there. Yeah. So we're really, and that was a, they had a great start. It's a Cassandra Tognari and Carolyn Michaels who are running it out there. Um, and yeah, great start there. So confabulation.ca. Amazing. Yeah. So if we delve into podcasting, mm -hmm. let me ask you, what would be your recommendations to anyone who starts a podcast? Because we okay. certainly learned from our mistakes starting this podcast. Mm. Um, well, so what were your mistakes? I'm going to throw it back at you. Oh, Look at me become host on your podcast. No, it's great. Thank you, this Paul. This is the Insomnia Project, hosted by Paula Pilella. <laughs> Who had taken over by Taken Paul. over, yeah. Um, Hijacking well, your podcast. Sure. Uh, Here I, are my mics. No, okay. <laughs> I know we have a pretty pretty basic mic. That was one of the first things Paul said. We used to, so funny enough, when Matt started recording Confabulation, he'd use this very mic connected to his computer. He'd have it in front of everybody on the stage. It ties into our mistake starting <laughs> off, actually. So I, I wonder if Nidhi would say a different thing than I would. But uh, We'll find out. We'll, she'll give us dirty looks she'll give us dirty we look. do this, right? It yeah. would be the audio. So what happened was we mm -hmm. were like, we need to have audio engineers. We need to have, you know, really focus on the audio and make sure that it's perfect. And I'm just going to continue talking. I'm going to sort of stare at Nidhi sure. while she cringes as you tell me this. She's, pro she's producing in the background, which yeah. means a lot of faces and a lot of scribbling <laughs> on paper happens. Faces are good for radio, guys. It's okay. So what would happen is we would have these audio engineers, mm -hmm. and it was always trying difficult to get them coordinated with our guests. Yeah. Guess. And then it was difficult because they would have all this audio equipment that they'd set up yeah. and it would take up a lot of room. And then mm. it was difficult getting the material back from them. So it became this huge, huge ordeal of syncing 
our schedules with audio engineers, getting mm. the material back from the audio engineers, getting yeah. the quality that we expected from audio engineers. Mm. And audio engineers are, I don't know if you've noticed this, Paul, can be an odd bunch of people. <laughs> so, Thank you. So it can be a challenge, and uh, it was mm. a challenge. And so at some point, um, oh, and then we had a setup in our, so... And then, Paul, we set up a studio in my basement, which mm-hmm. required me to hang um, blankets everywhere <laughs> as a sort of... You this. had this, like, maze of blankets so you would have fun. to get into. And then I had this this lamp in there so that we could see. <laughs> and the squeaky chair, it was just... It was, it was a nightmare to, to record anything. And then finally we said, I said, listen to Nitty. We need to be able to control the audio and edit and record. And so we're like, let's just buy a mic, mm-hmm. which is the one that you just saw here in front of us. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. And let's just do it and sacrifice on any sort of audio issues we may have mm-hmm. to allow us to just record and and post our podcast. And so that's what we did. We cut out the middleman being the audio engineer. I'm laughing so hard because I have a friend of mine who is an audio engineer. Mm-hmm. He's a musician. He runs another show that I do. What's that? He show? does the music. It's called Tales from the Black, okay. an all true quotation marks, uh, sci-fi fantasy horror storytelling show. Oh, uh, we we had Nug from Illusionoid. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, with I know that. Nug. So. Nug is, him and I met a few years ago at the Toronto Fringe Festival. A really nice guy. Um, so this show, Tales from the Black, started uh, is created by Jocelyn Getty and Colin Munch. Jocelyn Getty. Oh, I know Colin producer. Munch. Yeah. Jocelyn Getty is a great producer. She writes for TV. She's phenomenal. Just great comedy writer and a great writer in general and a wonderful human being Colin Munch I've known for years he's also now part of Uncalled For and right. has been for a long time uh, yeah it's been a long time oh man I'm old um, and Colin started, he approached me about this show he, uh, over a year ago he's like I'm starting this new all true in quotation marks sci-fi horror fantasy storytelling show and we should turn it into a podcast and I said yes and then I moved here and he's like we're going to do it Right. With my first week, I had a meeting with him, and we started planning it out. And the podcast actually launched a little while ago, um, and it was great. It's 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 a fun little thing. So <laughs> I'm losing trains of thought. No, no, but it's good. Um, but yeah, so tales from the black recording uh, engineer. So yeah, Nick DeGaetano, who does the music for the show, is also he does recordings, and he's we've been recording at his in his basement. <laughs> This is why I'm laughing a little bit. You guys said you had the audio engineer set up in your basement. You were under blankets, which is yeah. actually the right way to do things. Right. It ways. was like we were in a... Like a, um, a you, fort. You were in a kid's fort. More like a yurt. Oh, a because, yurt. Like, because the blankets kind of had that sort of felty material. Ooh, like the, So it was like it was like we were in a it's yurt. Like it's like my sweater that I'm yeah. wearing. I'm kind of liking it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would do... So what we do when we go and record, Colin hosts the show. So it's just him. Um, so Nick has under like a wooden Ikea shelf that okay. you can get for like $30. Uh, he took out like the two, like the middle shelves, just the top one and the bottom one. He has his mic stand set up with a pretty decent mic and then set up blankets around it and then makes these weird like sounds as like he puts the blanket over the person okay. who's going to record, which is usually Colin. So that's his setup. But it, it works. So I understand why your audio engineer would set up blankets in a basement. Right. No, I set up the blankets. Oh, you did? I did. I oh. did the research. And you I did was it like, good. And we, we did it. And then the audio engineer would 
MacGyver. I'll there. give you a little fist bump. Yeah. Uh, give me a props yeah. here, buddy. Good for you. That's yeah. what you should do. Mm-hmm. Um, so audio engineers, yes, are weird people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I include myself to be one of those, but we're also perfectionists. Sure. So if they were giving you crappy audio, they're not good audio engineers. Fair enough. Um, but your little setup here, I kind of enjoy. Yeah, so... And uh, that was the big thing, was yeah. was being tied to someone else when we wanted to record when we could yeah. and post when we wanted to. Yes. So that proved to be difficult. So that was the, that was the best learning for us. Okay, so for us, for me, the, the learning experience was, <laughs> this is me admitting to these things, but the biggest, and I've said this to a bunch of people at this point, is being stupidly naive when we started No More Radio. We right. did. We, we thought we knew everything, and we knew nothing. Sure. Um, so it's like first, like the it's the marketing side of podcasting, and then not even that is like making sure your hosts do the like do a proper job and then it's tough because sometimes you're working with friends right and when you're honest with friends they get really offended by of course it. so you have to be careful with stuff like that um and then other times it's making sure people do things properly so i'm gonna i'm gonna out him on this right now when we were when well, we, well you can use a code name if you no want. i okay. want to out him okay um I've, so i think i've said this before in my podcast matt goldberg who hosts skin Fabulation, the podcast was right. you know his show that he started um, when we would do intros and outros and record things he refused to work off a script oh I see he's like no I do better improvise and then I remember one time a very good friend of ours who was working on Edge of the City uh, uh, that's when we were just a podcast we were no longer a radio show we left CGLO and we were recording out of my apartment in Montreal I'm like Matt I need you for 20 minutes to record intros and outros for right. the next Confabulation podcast and he would stumble every time he was improvising. Right. And then Angela, wonderfully, I'm so happy for her that she said this. She goes, hey, Matt, here's an idea. And it's something I've said to Matt many times. Why don't you write down your intros and read them like real hosts do? Oh, snap. It was the, it was the, it was the bitch. He got the bitch yeah, slap. Right. Um, he got slapped across the face. So yeah, it was metaphorically, great. Speaking, metaphorically, or, uh, or not yeah. metaphorically, actual. No, uh, no she went up to linguistics. Oh, she did. Okay. No, no, she did. That would be amazing. Um, he, so he's ever since then, especially now that I'm in Toronto and he's in Montreal, right? And he's recording by himself. Um, he needs to write things down, and he knows he does. And I can tell by listening to the recordings that he sends me that he does. So those are our failings. Okay, failings. Um, for the recording side of it, mainly just because I have a bit of a technical background and I come from the film world and right. audio is so key in the film world, I had a good sense of what we needed to make sure that when we were just doing podcasting, we were no longer at the radio station to make the recordings great. Okay. So the right microphones, the sure. right mixer, using the right software to record. And like All of those things are not hard. Like Listen, your setup is great. This one mm-hmm. USB microphone... Uh, hooked into a MacBook, I'm presuming our MacBook Pro, and I'm going to guess GarageBand. You got it. Yeah, okay, so there you go. GarageBand is a great software. It works really, really well. Mm-hmm. You can record individual tracks if you need to. Um, and it works with all different types of microphones and USB stuff, so you can use those. You guys have the uh, pop filters? Sometimes we do, sometimes they don't. Why? Because... Um, do you forget them? No, they're difficult to set up, and I this lost is... one of the little <clears throat> clamps, and I just found it. And oh. uh, sometimes we're like, it's too much hassle. I can't figure it out. I've, I've got. I figured out a system of how I'm gonna MacGyver these into a better setup. You can MacGyver these with like drilling them together almost, 
and then having it hook around the microphone. Oh, this isn't coming up. Yeah, don't be touching our mic when we're recording. Um, You can go around (laughs) it and just sort of hook around, and you don't have to worry about the clasp. This is a good setup. Yeah, like, oh, that that might be a better setup. So, yeah, we'll Mm -hmm. we'll discuss how I can do that after the show. I can help you the show. But then some of our other failings have been just sort of like what's interesting and what's not. Sure. Um, when you're an arts and culture show, the biggest, anytime we get big downloads, we're off of live shows that we did. So we used to do these live podcast recordings. So right. we'd like to do a live show, people would come buy tickets to the show. And when you have two musical guests, a stand up comedian, we'd bring in one of our favorite storytellers from Confabulation and right. have them tell a story. Um, I feel like I'm missing something that used to happen in there. No, that was the show. So we'd open with, and we do interviews. We'd interview everybody. Amazing. So Matt would interview the storyteller. I would interview usually one of the musical guests. A staff would interview some of the other ones. But when we first started doing those live shows, it was all three of us interviewing them, which was just a bad idea to begin right. with. Um, yeah, so just little things there. So to make a podcast good ask yourself the following question oh I love this here you go you ready for it yeah I might write this down Um, if the purpose of your podcast is to be interesting and innovative and fun for listeners really think about your stories and what you're talking what are your topics and if they're not if you're going to talk about the new Turcotte interchange and how it's going to redesign Montreal make sure you're doing a podcast about architecture and design that will gear towards designers and not every everyday people right because all everyday people care about is how much that new interchange is going to cost sure. and ruin their commute right that's it um so those that's a key thing make sure it's interesting and you know what you're saying and then two um don't ramble but in some podcasts you just need to ramble that's that's our motto ramble yeah. away ramble ramble away it's kind of nice uh, but yeah, sometimes you just can't rants are just boring. Sure. And then be prepared, write notes down, which you guys already do. Mm-hmm. I see your notes, different colors and everything. I'm uh, yes, I'm like, um, if I had a Hello Kitty pencil case, it'd be you filled would with. Have a, I would have every different color, mm, highlighters. I, Nitty always laughs when I start writing things because I'll write in different colors and I'll underline and whatnot. But it mm-hmm. it allows me to sort of not have to worry. I can look on the page Is and know it's true. Do you make fun of yeah, them for these does. things? She That's knows good. that when she comes to my house, usually I have 15 different colors in front of me. Mm-hmm. But it allows my brain to process quickly yeah, what I fair. have, and I can I can go to things very quickly. Either that or you're colorblind and don't realize you're doing it. Uh, I don't think I am. Okay. My brother-in-law is, but he, he, he insists that he isn't. He's not colorblind? He's, he's like, I can see things, and my, my sister's well, always like... Well, because there's different variations of colorblindness, right? Some people right. just can't see green. They can't right. see green in things, so then colors are distorted horrendously around that. Right. But some people just see the world in black and white some people only see red really yeah i wonder what it's like to see more than rose rose colored glasses mm-hmm. well paul listen it, i'm nitty's pinching me and giving me the signal that our time is up it's been quite the pleasure to have you thank you for having me on your podcast and if people want to know more about what you do yes what's the best of all these uh, i've got like okay. five different here we go okay. i'll do this for you okay thank you so if you want to know more about me paula flalo and the things that i do which involves the best lasagna in the entire world uh and everything i do so hosting confabulation no more radio and all that you can follow me at paula flalo so it's p-a-u-l-a-f-l-a-l-o if you want to know more about confabulation uh, it's at Confab Stories, one word. So C O N F A B S T O R I E S. I have to read that. That's hilarious. Uh, and then No More Radio at No More Radio. So N O M O R E R A D I O. You can visit nomoradio.com, confabulation.ca. And yeah, 
and that's our time. So, Paul, thank you so much for being here. We hope to have you back on another episode where sure. we can talk about your lasagna. It's the best lasagna in the entire world. There you go. Maybe, can you give me a nod that I make the best lasagna in the entire world? She gave me she a nod. She gave you a nod. It's as not al- an ego thing, it's a fact. <laughs> as always, we're recording. Um, this podcast is produced by Drumcast Productions, and we're recording this episode in Toronto.